Well, new polling suggests that Canadians are ready to move on from the monarchy. Here's the details. A new Angus Reid poll released on Thursday, which, of course, is the Queen's 96th birthday, found that 51% of Canadians are against continuing as a constitutional monarchy. Nearly two-thirds, though, still view Queen Elizabeth quite favorably. Close to three out of five Canadians who responded said Commonwealth countries that have taken steps to cut ties with the monarchy, like Barbados or Jamaica, have made the right decision. Only 8% of respondents in this poll said that this was a wrong step. Let's get some historical perspective on this, take maybe a longer view on the monarchy and Canada's ties to it. And for that, I am pleased to welcome to the program Dr. Catherine Ellis, who is an associate professor in the Department of History at Ryerson. Welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. All right. Give me a sense where you think the British monarchy is in its, its history, if you could give us a sense of where we are right now. Popularity of the British monarchy has had its ups and downs over centuries. In fact, it's nothing new for individual monarchs as well as the concept of the monarchy to uh, wax and wane. At the moment, what we're seeing is Queen Elizabeth II's personal popularity remaining quite strong, but the popularity of other members of the royal family, such as uh, her immediate successor, Prince Charles, her eldest son, and other members, even Prince William, uh, are is, is much less and support for the monarchy as, as the concept of a monarchy is also in decline, as you were just saying, that, that new poll uh, shows actually quite starkly the decline over the last five years. And that's not exclusive to Canada. It's also, uh, there's also been a decline in support for the concept of monarchy in the UK, uh, as well as in other parts of the world. Uh, I, I'm reminded of the rather disastrous recent trip uh, through the Caribbean um, by the heir to the throne uh, and being largely almost fired on television by the Jamaican prime minister. It was in incredible. Um, are you sensing a sea change here? No, I wouldn't say a sea change. Uh, there have been calls for uh, republicanism. There's been growing republicanism across countries of the former British Empire, now the Commonwealth, over a number of years. Other countries have already uh, dispensed with the Queen as their head of state, Australia actually voted on, on that uh, topic a couple of times, I believe. Barbados made the decision uh, to become a republic just last year. And as you said, the Jamaican government has also decided uh, very clearly that they're going in that direction. So I wouldn't say that it's a sea change, but it's certainly something that the royal family is very aware of. And this year's Platinum Jubilee, celebrating the unprecedented 70 years of Queen Elizabeth II on the throne, is an opportunity for the royal family to try to uh, kind of get some more shine back on uh, the tarnished monarchy uh, brand, if you will. But my, my sense is, though, that that campaign is not going well at all. And the announcement that Charles and Camilla will tour Canada was kind of met with kind of a shrug here in this country and, and also a concern, I think, on royalist accounts that, that this tour of Canada will be as badly perceived as the most recent tour through the Caribbean. Yes, that's a very real concern. Um, I don't think, though, that Canada is, as you say, there, there's a lot of indifference, perhaps, to the royal family here, in a way that in Jamaica, there is outright hostility. Uh, that goes back, of course, to the history of, of racism, colonialism, and slavery that the royal family is uh, connected to in the Jamaican context. 
there have been plenty of areas of, of tension and concerns around colonialism uh, in Canada, but not perhaps something as closely tied to the royal family as they have been in, uh, in Jamaica and Barbados in, in uh, parts of the Caribbean that have more uh, strong connection to slavery. Canada does have connections to slavery. I just want to be very clear on that as an historian, but it's not perhaps something that the public is as aware of and that plays as much into their opinion about the, the monarchy and the royal family. That said, we may see some of those um, kind of protests, concerns, uh, calls for republicanism growing with Prince Charles and Camilla coming to Canada. So I think the royal family is, is treading a very delicate line here because jubilees are an important way and have shown that they're an important way for the royal family and for the monarch to um, reinforce uh, her legitimacy and her credibility and her public support. But on this occasion, it might backfire. And again, Prince Charles is nowhere near as popular on a personal level as his mother. Right. Uh, can, can you indulge me in a... <laughs> I, 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 in, in my fantasy world, I become a history professor and, and not a radio broadcaster. Um, and um, what I love is uh, the, the thinking about uh, Queen Victoria, who, of course, uh, reigns for so long. And when the when she passed, and of course, it became uh, King Edward. He Edward himself was not very popular. He'd been in all these scandals and stuff. And I'm just wondering if you're drawing any comparisons between uh, that. Uh, that change in monarchs Victoria to Edward and what we're going to see eventually, which is Elizabeth Charles? I think it's hard to draw any really strongly direct comparisons. Uh, one of the issues for Queen Victoria was that her son, who was going to inherit the throne, was a bit of a playboy. Uh, that's not something that can be said about Prince Charles. He certainly made a number of gaffes and insensitive comments over the years. He's probably suggested uh, now that he's in his 70s that he is out of touch. Um, but I don't, I don't see strong parallels there. He will certainly have to work very hard when he inherits the throne to get anywhere close to his, to his mother's um, popularity. But I think one of the things that the royal family probably has learned from Queen Victoria is that it's very important to stay in the public eye. Uh, when Queen Victoria secluded herself after the death of her beloved husband, Prince Albert, in 1861, her personal popularity dropped. And uh, she, again, you know, there was considerable work to be done to regenerate that. And in 1887, when she celebrated her golden jubilee, uh, that was a wonderful opportunity uh, from her perspective to kind of reestablish her presence with the British public and with the people of, of the colonies uh, over which she ruled at that time. Catherine, it's a fascinating discussion and I appreciate you indulging me. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. That's Dr. Catherine Ellis, who's an associate professor in the Department of History at Ryerson.